0: Hello, and welcome to Just a Guy and his journey back to God. So today we're in our 11th reading, or day of reading for Advent, and uh, before we go there, let's go to God in prayer. Father, I thank you, I've been struggling with this one today, and I just thank you that you've Open my heart and my mind, and I just pray that you would continue to guide us as we read. I pray, Lord, that it would be you that you hear, that we hear, that it would be nothing from me, that it would be everything from you, and that you, Holy Spirit, would talk to us, touch us, touch our hearts, I pray. I pray that we would understand more, that our hearts would be completely filled with you, and that we could love you with our whole being. So we could then love our neighbor as ourselves. I praise you and I thank you, Father, in Jesus' name, Amen. So, I had this almost already published and ready to go and be be out there, and I just couldn't. I just couldn't have confidence in it. I just felt ba- I didn't feel right about it. So I've redone it, <clears throat> and uh, let's just hope you know. I'm trusting in God that it's, uh, that it's right. It's what he wanted because I just didn't, it just didn't work for me. I I just kept thinking that it wasn't the right. It just wasn't right. So anyways, with that, we're in Ephesians two and we're going to go through one through, um, 10 and then we'll jump over to Isaiah 12 and Isaiah 12 short. It's only six verses, but really what I've struggled with is understanding what's being said to me and what I'm supposed to take out of this and out of this reading. And it's an important scripture, but really it's God's redemptive power and how he knew me and how bad I was. And yet he still loved me and still came to this earth as a baby lived here and then died for me. So let's go ahead and jump on into Ephesians 2 verse 1. As as for you, you were dead in your transgressions and sins in which you used to live when you followed the ways of this world and of the ruler of the kingdom of the air, the spirit who is now at work in those who are disobedient. All of us also lived among them at one time, gratifying the cravings of our flesh and following its desires and thoughts like the rest we were by nature deserving of wrath but because of his great love for us god who is rich in mercy made us alive with christ even when we are dead in transgressions it is by grace you have been saved and god raised us up with christ and seated us with him in the heavenly realms in christ jesus in order So grace, the ultimate piece here. Grace, the reason we can we can live a full life in God. It's nothing that I've done. God's chosen my good works that I will be completed and be done. Nothing I've done. I do nothing that I can do can I take credit for? The good works have already been prepared by God. He's chosen me, not because I'm a great person. So with that, let's go on to Isaiah 12, verse 1. In that day you will say, I will praise you, Lord. Although you were angry with me, your anger has turned away, and you have comforted me. Surely God is my salvation. I will trust and not be afraid. The Lord, the Lord himself, is my strength and my defense. He has become my salvation. With joy you will draw water from the wells of salvation. In that day you will say, Give praise to the Lord, proclaim his name. Make known among the nations what he has done, and proclaim that his name is exalted. Sing to the Lord, for he has done glorious things. Let this be known to all the world. Shout aloud and sing for joy, people of Zion. For great is the Holy One of Israel among you. What just really strikes me is there's no room for, for pride or arrogance in any of this. God has chosen my good works. He's ordained them ahead of time. He is my salvation, and it is his grace. And it's always been grace that has saved the human race. It has always been grace, not the law. The law simply made it obvious we failed. But grace is what saves us. It's God's mercy and his grace. And so A.W. Tozer actually focused on this. He focused out of Ephesians 2 on verse 8, which says, For it is by grace you have been saved through faith. And this is not from yourselves. It is the gift of God. You see, one of the things that I do a lot is I sit there and I look at others. I look at myself and I think, You're not, you don't suck so bad. In fact, you do some really good things. But when I look at it and then hear that the good things I do, they're already only ordained by God. He prepared me and prepared them to be done in advance. This is all about his grace because I'm not that great. It's his mercies and it's his grace and it's always been his grace. Tozer writes, "There is a mistaken notion abroad that in the Old Testament, salvation came by obedience to the law, while in the New Testament, it comes by faith. The truth is that since the beginning of the world, no one has ever was ever saved in any other way than by grace through faith. For the law was given through Moses, grace and truth came through Jesus Christ, John 1.17. But grace and truth came by Jesus long before the incarnation, when God slew those beasts, presumably lambs, and gave the skins to Adam and Eve for clothing. He was telling them in a symbolic language that the redemption of the race would be by the merit of innocent life laid down. Not by law, but by atonement would they and their descendants be ransomed from the fall. This idea was never wholly lost to mankind. When the law was given, it was accompanied by a system of sin offerings and atoning sacrifices leading straight to the Savior who was to come. When John pointed to Jesus and exclaimed, "Look, the Lamb of God, who takes away the sin of the world." John 1:29. He was identifying Christ with all the sacrificial lambs that had been offered for sin from the time of Abel to the appearance of Emmanuel. <clears throat> you see, I struggled with putting this together until I just pray until God just opened my heart. It's grace. I have nothing to offer him. I am a failure in so many ways and I wind up looking at the few minor accomplishments and thinking really highly of myself. But the reality is none of it matters and none of it is me. It's all God. It says grace and at this time of year it's so critical to remember grace is through God and the only way to salvation. So with that, let's go back to God in prayer. Thank you, Lord. Thank you for talking to me. Thank you for opening my heart and my mind. And it's not always easy to hear that I'm not, you know, not that great. But it is good to understand that you love me regardless, that you die for me anyways. That even in my mess, you pick me up. So, Lord, I'm so thankful for that. I'm thankful that you talk to me, that you love us, you love all of us, and that you have a plan for me, Lord. So, Lord, I th- pray for this, this time and this reading to truly be yours. I pray that this week would continue to be focused on you, that you would help me where I'm so falling short. Help me to understand what to do. And I just pray that I would have the strength to do your will because so often I don't and I fail because I'm doing it on my on my own. So, Father, I lift up this time, I lift up this day, and I lift up this season that my heart would be focused on you and the grace that you offer. I just pray for our families, our friends who we love so much. I pray you watch over them and keep them safe. That you'd be with them at this holiday time, this time of thinking about family. I just pray you keep them safe. Place your angels about them, I pray, Lord. May you be honored and glorified by all that we do. May any walls that exist be broken down, and may families be reunited. It's in Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Hey, thanks for joining me at Just a Guy and his journey back to God. I hope you have a great day.